Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Believe in Bingo podcast. Yours truly, Solomon Wilcox. And right now, we're joined by a very special guest. That's right. Someday he's going to be a Pro Football Hall of Famer. But he is a two-time, all-time passing leader in the National Football League. He's won some two Super Bowls, done some great things. And, of course, you know him as Mr. Ben Roethlisberger. He's joining us on the show today. Ben, welcome to the show. How you been doing, my friend? I'm doing good, but I'm afraid some people might tune out now knowing that I'm coming on this Bengals show, you know? No, man. <laughs> hey, you know they love you. Look, you're from Finley, Ohio. I tell everyone, mm-hmm. he's an Ohio boy. You went school to school 30 just minutes a few up the road north yeah. of here at Miami of Ohio. Deep yep. down inside, they love you here, Ben. You know that. <laughs> I I hope so. I love them too. I got a lot of love for that area. Yeah, man. It I, I could t- I tell people all the time we're letting too many Ohio boys get away. And uh they all end up coming back and beating the Bengals. And you were <laughs> a thorn in their side for so long. Uh, you played for some great coaches, obviously, Coach Bill Cower. I had a chance to play for him in Pittsburgh, um, and you played for Mike Tomlin, and you're part of that great legacy. And so as the Cincinnati Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers get ready to tussle in this upcoming game on week uh, 16, what sort of comes to mind about this rivalry uh, when these two teams meet? AFC North football, um, hard-nosed. You know, you just never know what you're going to get. I know everyone likes to talk about the Steelers-Ravens, Right and and what the score might be three nothing. You just throw records out the window, and that it's the same thing in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, you know you're going to get a physical football game. You know that you're going to get two teams that that you know you throw records out the window. It really doesn't matter. They're going to go give it everything they have because it matters so much to both groups. Um, this this team obviously looks a little bit different than probably anticipated um, earlier in the year. I think when the when the NFL planned for a Christmas Eve game, I don't think they expected. Uh, exactly to have what they're going to have, but it still doesn't change the fact that you're going to get two teams um, that you know have a little bit of a, uh, a hate for each other, if you will. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. you're going to you're going to see that on the field. Yeah, it's gonna you know it does get testy. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about it. And look, um, they have a backup quarterback. Joe Burrow's not playing in this one. Jake right. Browning is going to uh, play in this game. It's already been announced that Mason Rudolph, your former teammate, mm-hmm. is going to get the start for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, first of all, talk to me about what have you seen with Jake Browning, if you had a chance to see him. Um, he's not playing like a typical backup. Right. Well, I think he's playing like a veteran backup, mm-hmm. you know, like a guy that's been around. I mean, that's you. the way he's playing is what you expect from a good backup. Yeah. Um, I, I was blessed in this league to have some tremendous backups from Charlie Batch to Byron Leftwich, yeah. Bruce Gradkowski, just to name a few. And, a backup's job, in my opinion, in this league is not to try and beat out the starter. Yes, and It's his job to go compete, but it's his job to be prepared every week in case he has to go play. Yeah, He has to be prepared literally at, at, at the drop of a hat. He might go, you know, quarterback goes down. You might have 30 seconds, a minute to, to warm up, take some snaps, get in the game, yeah. um, to know the game plan, to be able to make the checks. You need to – a coach should have confidence that when the backup goes in the game, the game plan doesn't just get thrown out the window like, oh, what are we supposed to do now? 
Yeah. A good backup is supposed to just – now, he may not make all the same plays, so you might not call all the same things, yeah. but you can't you, – you shouldn't have to worry about things. And so I think that's what you've been seeing from Browning is that that first game I think was against Pittsburgh, the first game he played, Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. And and so you saw him, you know, feel some of the, the – the you know, getting in for the first time type stuff. And But since then, I think you've seen a, a young man that's been playing with extreme confidence – I think he's been playing well. It may not be 60 minutes of great football, but like last week, he played a second half that was enough to to get them over the top and to win that football game. And so I, I think he's playing um, some really good football right now. And I think it's what you'd expect to see from a guy that had such a um, – you know, a history in college was, you know, played a lot in college, had some great stuff. And, and just because he hasn't done in the league doesn't mean um, he's not a guy that couldn't do it. That's right. I totally agree with you. He's been able to win three of his first four starts, mm-hmm. um, which is one heck of an accomplishment. He's won three in a row since losing uh, his very first initial start against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I remember when I came into this league a long time ago, Ben, but uh, Dick LeBeau was our coach here mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. Later, I got the chance to play for him again in Pittsburgh. But I remember he would tell us about the Pittsburgh Steelers. He would say, no matter what their record is, you're going to have to get in the whirlpool the next day. He said, because uh, this team always plays hard. They always show up and fight. Um, They have a standard. And when it comes to playing for their owner um, and the Rooney family. And then when I went there to play, I found out, wow, it's true. It's a real, it's a real thing. Uh, And and unless you played in that locker room, unless you play for that team, I think it's hard to understand you understand that. Ryan Clark understands that. Brett Kiesel understand that. All of the guys have been sort of talking about that standard. And I know you made some comments last week about you're not seeing it. And I thought you were really kind about it, about what you yeah, said. Yeah, I just, I just asked the question. Saying the same thing. But so yeah. tell me what what you mean when you when you were saying that. Yeah, honestly, I just asked a question. I wasn't saying a definitive, hey, listen, I'm not seeing this. Or th-. I asked a question, like, is that Steeler way, is that tradition still there? Is it still talked about? Is it still preached about? Is it still passed down? Um, I know I tried to do my best to pass it on to guys yeah. um, that were younger than me. Uh, I mentioned in my podcast how um, I, I brought Cam Hayward over to my house. I brought Vince Williams, two defensive guys, over to just communicate about the music thing. I know it seems so so silly, but I just, just told them, you know, and I know that um, some talking heads on on those other stations decide to go at me and say it was my responsibility to pass it on. Well, if you listen to the whole podcast, you'll actually hear me say I brought guys to my house to explain it and to talk to them and to try and pass down that tradition. And so, you know, it, it came to me from Jerome Bettis and Alan Fanica and Heinz Ward and guys like that. And I feel like I try to do a good job of passing it on to guys as well. Um, you know, and, and when you've got guys like you say, Troy Polamalu saying it, you know, it's 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 not just me. There's a lot of guys saying it, but I'm, you know, as the quarterback, you're always going to be the one that gets the most heat for it. But right. um, I, I don't, I, I'm 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 not in that locker room, so I can't say if it's gone. I'm just asking the question as as what I'm watching. Am I, you know, last week I'm watching a defense against Indianapolis. I'm watching a defense that that traditionally is known to never give up. I can't say never. Doesn't like giving up a hundred yard rusher That's or right. or a hundred yards for a team. I mean, that used to be like one of the biggest goals on the defensive board was hundred yards That's right. because to me, the trenches O-line D-line, that's where your physicality starts. Yeah. You know, you can have guys like Heinz Ward that are going to block you real hard and knock you around and have, 
Jerome Bettis run you over and 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 those kind of, and Troy Polamalu and Ryan Clark come hit you, but it always starts in the trenches. Everyone that's played the game knows that's where the physicality starts. And so um, I was just asking the question, are, are we still the same physical team? Because that defensive board that said no 100-yard rushers, well, Indy goes down the field last week on us, I think, 13 straight runs. like that, 13 that, in a row. That doesn't happen. Right. And so it, it just it literally is just a question. I'm, like I said, I'm not in the locker room. I can't answer it. I can only ask it. Yeah. Um, and so um, I just hope that we, we see a team um, this week um, that that comes out because you want to see that physicality because that's what this this game's about. This game's going to be about um, right. AFC North. I know I mentioned it before, but you, but you want to see two teams that are just going to grind it out and and beat each other up um, in a in a good, clean, legal way. Absolutely. And when I saw those thirteen straight rushing attempts, Oof. and they continue to start progressing, I mean, they continue to make gains. Uh, it was disconcerting, and I think some of the things that we heard last week. I think people saw some substance to some of the things that you were shining a light on and some of the questions that you were asking. What are the Cincinnati Bengals facing in a Pittsburgh Steelers team that's offense is struggling right now, but what can they expect to see from this offense with um, Mason Rudolph on the center? Well, I think that's going to be the key is you don't really know. Yeah. Is the offense going to change with a guy? You, you, have, you don't really have any film on him. I mean, the film you're going to have is some preseason – um, a couple of plays from last week, which don't mean anything, and and a few years ago. So you can go watch the film, but there's so many different things have changed from the last time that that, that Mason's played. So um, you know, I know they've talked about Mason's a guy that they feel can go down the field a little more. So uh, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm, I'm preparing a little bit, maybe for some deep balls, some shots. I know that you've got guys like Deontay and George Pickens who um, haven't been real happy with the offense, which. You know, I can't imagine anybody's real happy with the offense right now. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think you need to be prepared for that. But I also wonder, too, like, do you not protect him and and really try and come out and establish the run? Yeah. Um, so um, it, it's going to be interesting to kind of see which um, avenue the Steelers take this week. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, week 16, still playoff hopes on the line for both mm-hmm. of these teams. Uh, they're trying to get in as a wild card. Looks like the Ravens ready – Uh, to run away with this thing as they uh, right now have that number one seed on the AFC side of the slate. I want to ask uh, some personal questions a little bit, because I remember your former college coach, you and I was talking about this before we started our recording, um, Coach Hepner. And I remember I was playing golf with him and he was just giddy. Um, He was a happy guy. He was a wonderful man. And I remember him, he says, I finally got my quarterback. I got a kid from Finley, Ohio. He's going to be my quarterback. He was telling me how good you were, Ben. And I said, well, how did you get him at Miami of Ohio, right? Because I'm thinking, well, he would have gone to another Power 5 school or something. He said, no, everybody else wanted him to play linebacker. And so I'm thinking, wait a minute, what kind of quarterback is a linebacker? Uh, All the Big Ten schools wanted you as a linebacker, all the schools. But he wanted you as his quarterback. So tell me, mm-hmm. how did you go? How did you play linebacker, quarterback? Uh, and then how did it come to where you settled on quarterback being your position? Uh, yeah, I think just the size. You know, I I, I always, you know, quarterback is always my position. Yeah. Uh, I think teams see a big guy and they want to move you around and find That's different right. spots for you. But coach always believed in me um, from day one. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, when I went to do my visit at Miami, um, my dad, the one thing my dad said is he goes, hey, Ben, listen, 
And I, my dad is a very wise man and, and one of my best friends. He said, dad, or he said, Ben, when we go in here now, don't because because it was like the last day of the visit. Right. Because I played basketball in high school, too. So our visits were always like Sunday, Mondays. Yeah. So we went there, had dinner, hung out. And then the next day, like saw the facilities and then was going into coach's office. And he knew that I just really enjoyed my time with Coach Hep. And I'm, he's, I'm going into coach's office, just coach and I. And my dad says, Ben, whatever you do, don't commit until we get home and talk about this. Gotcha. All right, dad, I got you. <laughs> Walked in. Talked with Coach Epp for a while. Walked out and was like, "Dad, I'm sorry, I committed." <laughs> and, then, he got and and he got did. and that, that's what that's what Coach Epp and I don't regret one second of my decision because of that man. I mean, people ask me why Miami. It seems so so unusual, and the he was probably the single biggest reason why I went to that school and um, loved every minute with him. And I, 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 as we talked about before, I wish he was still here. Um, to golf with, to hear stories with. I mean, there'd be times that I would love to. I remember when I was in Pittsburgh and I'd call him up and he he was a self-proclaimed quarterback guru because he did not play quarterback, right. but That's he would right. he would always have quarterback advice for him. Ben, you're overstriding. You're throwing a high because you're overstriding. And now I'd love to look back like, Coach Hep, how do you what do you know about quarterbacking? But <laughs> I love that man to death, his wife Jane and, and that whole family are our family to me. But um it was such an honor and a pleasure to play for him. So well, I, I want people to know this because um, I, you know, I watched there. I remember your your freshman year, you red shirted, and then the next mm-hmm. year, you just came in like gangbusters. And they had you for three seasons on the field, and you rewrote all the record books. So now you're coming out in the 2004 draft, and I'm telling all my buddies, right? I said this is the guy because the same year with Philip Rivers and Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. who everyone kind of knew about those guys because they went to the bigger schools. And I've said, no, the guy from Mac, I'm telling <laughs> you right now, he's going to be the guy. And then you go on to, which I think is still a record, 13 wins as a starting quarterback, your rookie mm-hmm. season. And I think everybody knew right then uh, that something special was coming out of Miami of Ohio, this little Mac program. Uh, <laughs> and even to this day, I think you're one of the few quarterbacks that have multiple games over 500 yards passing um, in what I believe is going to be a pro football Hall of Fame career. Uh, but you're a great athlete. You mentioned it. You played other sports. And I've watched you hit a golf ball. I know guys even around here <laughs> tell me you hit it a country mile. So how did all of all of these talents um, sort of formulate the abilities that we saw transform you into a great quarterback? God has blessed me uh, in so many ways. I'm I'm truly blessed. My my parents never made me specialize in a sport, which I know is like a shocks everybody nowadays, right? Because like you have to specialize early, and so I played football, basketball, and baseball growing up, all the way through, all the way till my senior year. All, all three sports. And I actually love basketball more than football, but football is going to get me further. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think each one made me better at the other one you know each one has some inclusions that help that you know hand-eye coordination for basketball baseball um the football the movement in the pocket things all that kind of stuff and so um i just enjoyed playing sports I and mean, that's all i did as a kid i was outside all the time doing that stuff and so um it, you know it's, it was just true love of the game i mean we didn't have social media and all that stuff back then and we didn't have enough money to have video games so um you, you had one choice it was go you know go read a book or go outside and play and that's what i chose to do and um like i said i think um god just blessed me with an ability and a right arm uh, that not many people uh, in this world have ever had and i'm just so thankful for it my good friend Merrill Hodge, uh, he and I often talk about you 
uh, as a model of what we like in a quarterback. And we're talking old football guys and even guys who played on the defensive side of the ball. Like there's certain quarterbacks that you just, you like, I like the way this guy plays. And I always thought uh, you played it with a, with a physicality that you weren't afraid to get your jersey dirty, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you didn't mind having a little mud on you. But it's something about, I think, being from, I tell people all the time, um, you know, uh, Ohio, the great state of Ohio, north, um, or sort of northeastern Ohio, um, southwest Pennsylvania, that's where football was born. Going mm-hmm. all the way back uh, 100 years ago, football began in the great state of Ohio, in the great state of Pennsylvania. Being born here, growing up here, what was that like? How did it shape you as a football player? Man, I, I grew up watching those games, Bengals, Browns, Lions, you know, we Northwest Ohio. Like, yeah. I love football. I mean, we watched, you know, Monday Night Football. If I was if I was lucky, I got to watch the first quarter. If Dad let me, you know, watch just the first quarter because I had school. Um, and football is what – I was out in the front yard throwing touchdown passes to myself, you know, up against the curb, like keeping your feet on and falling into the yard and stuff like that. Like, And that's why I think it was so cool that I got to do that um, in real life. Like I got to throw a game-winning touchdown pass in the Super Bowl um, just like I was doing as a kid out in the front yard. Uh, you know, I was Joe Montana throwing to Jerry Rice. Like that, that's just what I was doing. And so um, I just think, like, like you said, I think it going to Pittsburgh fit me so well, being blue-collar, being tough. Yeah. Not knowing when to quit. I mean, that's just I got that from my parents. My my dad said that I, I get my toughness from his mom, my grandma. Wow. Um, and so, Good. you know, I, I just think that, that that's just the way I was raised. And that's the way that um, I, I wanted to play the game. And I think that's why I fit so well in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I, I've always said that I think they would have, you know, Pittsburgh, they would have accepted anybody that came in and won. But, yeah. to, to not, you know, I wasn't a California surfer kid. I was a, a kid right. from three hours away that – small school that was just going to work and, you know, get my nose broke and I don't miss a play. Like, I think right. that I, I, I think I'd like to to think that I, I represented the city well. And, and one of the greatest compliments I think you can be paid, uh, especially as a quarterback is when someone like um, me and Joe green comes up to you and says, you could have been the quarterback of the seventies with us. That's right. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like that when, 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 a, when a guy like that, maybe the greatest of, I mean, to ever play, it tells you that, you were you're tough enough and he respects the way you played enough that you could have played in any era that's that's the ultimate compliment as a football player that you could have been in any era type guy bet online remains your top spot for all of your live betting action and contests nfl college football ufc nhl are all in full swing bet online is your number one source for wagering news odds trends and predictions with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V for 50% off your first deposit. That is a 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, where the game starts. That is just, I think you're right. That's the ultimate compliment. Uh, I. I certainly, uh, and Joe is seeing the same thing I'm seeing, me and Joe Green, and a lot of people I know think of you uh, the same way and the way that you played the game uh, for 18 seasons. Uh, that's a long time at the quarterback position, um, and I just think it's a wonderful story, uh, your journey. I know it's going to be told multiple times, um, and when you are enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, we're going to get to hear more of that as well. Uh, one last question. 
because Joe Burrow, there's a player here, quarterback here with the Cincinnati Bengals, also um, was raised here in the great state of Ohio. Mm -hmm. I think he reminds me of you a lot. He was a guy that got sacked nine times in a playoff game and kept getting back up, slinging it. Um, Mm -hmm. What is it about players growing up in Ohio that uh, really just sort of instills that kind of toughness in the way you go about playing the game? I mean, it's the same thing as as, as Pittsburghers. I think I think Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cleveland. It's, it's the same mentality. It's, they're all blue collar. They're all tough. Um, I, I know many of my friends are from Cincinnati. Obviously, going to school right down the street. Um, right. I know what that city's about. I know how passionate those fans are for their for their football team. Um, and so each and and it's just like it's it's like they go to work and and there's fans that have to work their butt off to try and get tickets to a game. And there's fans that are, you know, it's like I'm, I'm doing everything I can to watch this game. It's not like, and, and I don't mean this is any disrespect to like the California teams or the Florida teams or the Texas stuff like that. Like, like the fans in Cincinnati and Cleveland and Pittsburgh, like, like, like their sport is like everything to them. Everything. And it, it, it really means everything. And so, you know, we used to, we joke that when we would lose on Sundays, it, like people aren't going to work on Mondays. I mean, they have to, but they don't want to go to work because it's like, their week is ruined because we ruined their week. And that's why as a player, I wanted to play for the fans. I wanted to to bring victories and championships to this city because I knew how much it meant to them. And so to be able to do it for 18 years and win, you know, quite a few games and two championships, um, that that means a lot to me that I could do it for the fans. And like I said, I know Cincinnati's the same way. Joe is tough. I really, really like Joe. I love the way he plays the game, the toughness of it. Um, obviously he can throw the ball, he can moves well. And so, I hate hated to see him get hurt, um, but I know he'll bounce back because he's tough. You guys have a lot in common. You were baseball players. You were basketball players. One of his favorite <laughs> sports was basketball, and he yeah. finds himself playing playing quarterback. He also played on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, his father was a uh, defensive coach at uh, Ohio University. So there's so many similarities there. And hopefully we can get the same results as the Steelers got with you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, huh? <laughs> all right, buddy. Hey, we appreciate you joining us. You're the best. Uh, wish you all the best moving forward as well. Thank you for joining us right here on the Believe in Bingo podcast on Bally Sports Ohio. All the best. We'll be back with more after this. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.